People say, well, define a leader. I say, well, the first thing you got to be ready to be humbled. Fear is a liar. Right. And and, and that fear of, of trying to be perfect is also a liar, too. The word's the only truth we have. Everything else, the, Jesus went so far as to say, everyone else is a liar. The word of God's the truth. Now, more than ever, it takes guts to live for God. On this podcast, we're talking to leaders, coaches, politicians, and industry influencers about what it takes to live the God kind of life. You're listening to the It Takes Guts podcast with Bill Shear. I want to welcome you back to the It Takes Guts podcast. I'm Pastor Bill Shear from Guts Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is the second part of what has been an incredible podcast session with Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Let's get started on part two. I was impacted when you said, love the people, love the call. I mean, those are the, we might have to cut this out of this podcast so I could take that as a quote for me, but. (laughs) I don't care. You can have it. (laughs) no, No, I mean, I want to, I want to put a decal on the wall of the hall at the church that says, love the people, love the call. And then nothing else factors in. Right. That's it. Right. I could, I could, I could handle anything. I could take on all comers. I can. And, and that's the attitude God wants us to have. You know, it's interesting because I was at a, I, I, I spoke at a pastor's deal. Oh, it's probably been 10 years ago. And there were five or 600 pastors there. And I was on a panel and, they were asking questions, and somebody said, "What's the biggest impact you had? That that the biggest impact that that has happened to you just lately?" And the guy said, "Man, I got a million dollar gift, and in, in an offering, and um, he didn't. The church did, right? And and everybody was like, you know, it's a lot of young pastors there, and and uh, and I thought that, and I thought, man, we're running this thing on twenty dollar bills. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, even though it's it's beyond that, but the you know, you get, I don't know, it kept it healthy for me. But, and and then other guys were kind of tuned in and it came to me and they said, what's the best gift you've ever, you've ever received? And they were talking about the dollar amount and, and it came out of my mouth. I've never really thought about it before, but now I've realized it's a staple for me. I said, you know, if that widow's mites in that offering, we're good because that's what blessed Jesus. And it, it, that, that, Somehow, I tipped the love the people, love the call. Man, if that widow's might is in that offering, right? man, we're doing something for God. Because that's the one Jesus noticed. That's the one said it was the greatest gift. And, you know, what we want to do is we want to get all manly and say, oh, we don't want your money here. Let us bless you. You're a widow. You keep. No, I want that widow's might in that offering. I, I had someone come up to me um, uh, before politics. We were— my wife and I worked um, with the youth, Assemblies of God Youth in Quita, underneath Steve Lee, yeah. uh, for, for years. Loved it. Loved it. But I had a family come up to us, and I knew Christy and I have done well for ourselves. You know, we started with nothing. Five years into our marriage, we were doing pretty well. You know, we, we were fine. Um, and and th- this family, I knew they worked hard, but I knew they didn't have plenty and uh, they wanted to go to dinner with us, and we went to dinner, and they went to pay for it. And I was like, no, 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 you don't pay for this. And he says, don't you dare steal this blessing from me. Yeah. And I looked at him. His name was Jim Bob Harris. 
and calling Jim Bob. And I looked at him, and he was a cowboy anyways. And I thought, yeah, I'm not fighting him over this. Mm-hmm. But that stuck with me that you can't – your initial reaction is you want to bless other people, which is great. But you can't steal that blessing from them either because you can't outgive the Lord. There's, well, there's no pride. way you can. It is a lot of pride. It's hard to swallow. I, that's why I hate Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I love Thanksgiving. I hate Christmas. Not because I don't like getting gifts. I don't right. know how to react. Again, truthfully, if I wanted it, I'd go get it myself. But it, but it, it is. It's hard to receive. I think it's harder to receive because it's so humbling than it is to give. And yet that's the world I live in right now because I can't be successful unless people give to me too. Right. I can't run a campaign unless people give to me. And this is – if someone in politics cannot honestly tell you it's the most humbling experience, and I would say as a pastor is really close to the same thing. I'm not trying to compare the two, No, it's, but they, I, walk, they walk parallel. If it's absolutely. not the most humbling thing you've ever done, you need to check yourself because this is the most humbling experience I've ever had in my life. And it's the most challenging thing I've had to. Well, I've, I've said for years, people say, well, define a leader. I said, well, the first thing you got to be ready to be humbled. Yeah. Amen. Not to be a humble person, but you got to be ready to be humbled. Right. It humbled. The leadership I walk in humbles me every day. Right. I'm humbled. I mean, and, and I'm not saying humbled where it's like, oh my gosh, man, that feels good. No, it hurts. Right. Being humbled hurts you. And, 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 I don't know the the words just flying through me, but I'm just uh, this this is this is amazing, and I'll tell you the the idea of what you did in Afghanistan, the idea of what you do on Capitol Hill, the idea of what you have to deal with in the media now, and and I'm telling you, with used to be it was just C-SPAN, so they they we'd get it like an like a little bit of a glimpse on right. C-SPAN of what's going on. Heck, now it's <laughs> it's <laughs> there's there's 30, 60 second shorts and videos right. of you that are of, of politicians that are just a comment. It's like, wait, there's, that's not near the whole picture. Right. That's right. You know, it's like, I've got, I've got peers in ministry that put together incredible messages, but in those messages, they've got to have those, those three, those, those three, what, what do they call it? Sound bites. Yeah. That, that have to go uh, global. They don't call it global. What's the viral. Vi- oh yeah. Viral. I was wondering what you're looking for. I was no, thinking advertisement. Like, no, so, and they yeah. said, look, I've got to have a viral point. Right. And I'm like, is viral's not a good term. <laughs> like impactful. When I, think, I don't I don't want the word to use impactful. Right. But but the, so and it's it, so much of this is interesting terms. Right. Like woke doesn't mean woke like we're gonna wake up to help the masses or we're gonna hit, wake up and help the less fortunate. The church should be woke. But now they've taken that term woke right. and they've turned it. They've turned it, it. It's it's honestly, it's it's crazy. I, I watched an interview of, of a man I respect from 1995 that said the biggest, they said, what's the biggest concern you have in America? He said, the biggest concern is how confused they're making gender. Right. 1995. And I'm like, now here we are almost 18 years, 18 years later. And it's like, wait a second. We're... It, it it it's almost like the you wasn't you're not good in math are you it's is it 28 years <laughs> I, it's not i don't think it's 28 but it's, it's 18 <laughs> isn't it? well in 95 uh you'd be i got married oh, in 97 more, yeah, so i've been 26 years. so it'd be 28 it would be 28, 28 years yeah, yeah. Be 28 yeah i'm good at math <laughs> it's like the just missed it by 10 yeah that's another part they're cutting out um <laughs> the uh, <laughs> so 28 years ago and it's like 
what are we sleepwalking? But it, it, it's almost like the, the, the old farmer or whoever it is that it starts raining and they come and say, man, you got to evacuate because there's going to be a flood. He's like, oh, look, it's just, right. it's just puddles. And then it gets higher and higher and they, they send a four wheel drive truck. Then they send the boat. Then they send a helicopter. Then he, he's in heaven. He said, God, why didn't you, why didn't you deliver me? He said, look, I tried to. And I think that's what happened. I mean, this isn't God, not, I, I personally believe that the, the baptism, of the Holy Spirit, we can talk about praying in tongues. We can talk about miracles. I believe this, the, the heart of the baptism, of the Holy Spirit is to forearm us and forewarn us for what's going on. I agree. But here, and here's the deal. I believe evil or darkness, I don't think it's left or right. I think it's evil and darkness is out in front of the light. And I think that the cancel culture is just like there's so much concern in politics. There's so much concern in ministry. Well, if I, if I say that or if I use this term, that word's going to trigger. My whole my vocabulary is full of trigger words. Yeah, but you, you think about it, that there's a song, and I, I, I'm sure someone can look it up, but it says fear is a liar. Fear is a liar, right? And 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 that fear of of trying to be perfect is also a liar too, because if you try to walk perfect, there isn't. It's not possible. We weren't even designed to be. I mean, we, none of us is going to be perfect. Jesus was perfect, not us. And but that fear, of thinking that we got to be perfect to the world's eyes, is not what our, we should be moving towards. We should be making sure that we're where the Lord wants us to be, and we pray up before we speak. Now that doesn't mean I still can't say something stupid because I have to do that every week. Right. But that doesn't mean that I'm fearful of saying it. That just means I'm going to walk through it, um, and it's not going to be debilitating to me because uh, because fear is truly one hundred percent that we when you talk about a cancel culture when you talk about that society it can lock you up and have you and make you where you can't do God's word or God's will because you are fearful of what the world might say that's not where we're supposed to be right and, and woke I did a I did a twenty. Uh, twenty or thirty minute speech on this um, the other day in in uh, in Stevens County at Duncan uh, in front of seven hundred fifty people breaking down what woke actually is what it means today not what it meant thirty years ago what they're what is deceiving us and that's whole political that I can get into which I, that isn't what this podcast is about but we got to be careful and understand being educated. On more than fifteen second sound bites is what it's it was what we have to be if we want to know what we're actually facing. Right. If we want to know what's coming down the road, educate yourself on it, understand it. And it's like when I started saying love the people, love the call. I didn't understand love. I truly, 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 Bill didn't understand love. There's not a scripture in the Bible that has the word love in it that I haven't read. I took a year and I stu- every single morning. I got the date Bible. And every single morning, I looked up every single scripture, not every single, but I went through the lines, every right. single scripture and read the chapters where that love is and what it's trying to entail. In, because I told the Lord, if you want me to say that and you want me to do it, then you're going to teach me what love is. I'm still learning it, but it's made me a better husband. I don't know about a better father. I'll figure that one out as my kids grow up. But I think it has, and it's definitely made me a better person. But if you want to be involved in something, you want to gripe about something, you want to you want to be able to teach it, you want to go towards it, then you need to educate yourself on it too. Don't allow somebody else to educate you. Educate yourself. Right. And and that a part of that is taking responsibility. Right. You can't lead your life unless you're prepared to take responsibility. Right. And those sound bites, those those clips that those viral clips, that's somebody trying to sell you. Right. Trying to get your attention. 
here's the well, that's what politics is. It's the same thing with pastoring. It's the same. It's funny to me talking to you how parallel those the, the two are. Uh, you had two totally different worlds, right? But what you're dealing with and what you're it's the same thing. I I tell people 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 on the plane they when they find out what you what you what you do they always want to talk to you, which is fine. I don't I don't care. I, it's that used to bug me, but now a lot of the people love the call. I get to change their opinion of what they think about political leaders. But there's always people that when they they say this, why can't you all just get along? What I do is I say, how many members of Congress can you name? I mean, including senators, House representatives. Uh, I've never had anybody get more than 14, uh, and that was a guy that was involved in politics himself. Actually, I usually get no one that can name more than five, especially off the top of your head. Yeah. And I say, you're basing your opinion of Congress and what we are like, because actually there's a lot of good Christian people in in Congress. And and any given morning, there's multiple Bible studies going on on both sides of the the Capitol, in the House and in the Senate. Uh, Good people, good, legit people. Um, But I say, you're basing your opinion on people you see on news. Right. That is doing nothing but trying to get attention because a lot of times they got they're wanting to run for president, they're wanting to run for a different office, they're looking for leadership, but there's there's 535 of us total, so you're at the most you're judging us on on 15, yeah, uh, and there's 520 of us left. You you can't you can't allow your opinion to be driven that way. And in what you're doing and what you're talking about on the viral sound bites, people can take those out of context really quick. And they can choose to spin it however they want to, but it's the whole message that was delivered that actually brings that one soundbite into context. Right. And without it, you're just you're up for guessing. You're just you you just make an assumption of what they're talking about. No, and that's the that that the whole time you're talking, I'm thinking we're we're almost rendering all of our opinions, maybe casting our votes on assumption. Uh, usually, it is. Usually, when we call say retail politics, most pe- most people vote on you because they like you. They vote for you because they they believe like they can sit down and have a cup of coffee to you. Substance is is the today substance when it comes to politics for voting is as important as likability because our attention span is so short. Right. And so we don't have time to actually get to know that. And substance takes time, like this podcast. It takes time for people to want to listen to it and, and, and stay in tune to it to actually start understanding it. Most people get their, their news on 15-second sound bites. When I first started advertising the company, we did 60-second commercials back in 90 and 97. Yeah. Then in 2000, we switched to 30-second commercials. In 2010, we switched to 10 second or 15 second commercials. And now we do what we call bookends because you do a 60 second commercial now and people are like, Oh my God, why is this? Right. Why is this info commercial on? It's not how people are getting their news. Unfortunately, you got to deliver your message almost in the same way right. that we do. You got to keep people's attention and it's the society that we're in. Well, I've every, every, every message I speak that, that clock's going off in me at 27, 28, 29 minutes. I don't know if you can make a point from the word and make it digestible in tw- in, in 29 minutes. I, I kind of, when I, because, you know, we love going to your church, uh, Christy and all the kids, and we take up a whole row because when we come in, we, 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 we pulled up almost in a bus with our six kids yeah. and we always have plus ones or plus twos. And, uh, and I, 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 I laugh sometimes because every time you reset, you say, listen. Listen, I'm making a new point here. Listen, yeah, listen. But you're—it's almost at first I was like, I "That's a trade he, secret of mine," and you just let it out. 
Well, uh, but uh, but it, it's resetting our minds right. because that listen has a trigger where it right. gets you, it gets your attention, and you're resetting us because of the of our lack of attention span. Right. Which I totally understood it when you first started. Actually, I didn't when I first started listening to it. I was like, why does he always say? And then I was like, oh, because every time he does it, I listen. Yeah. It works, but you found a different way to get your message across. Well, and it's, and and I go back to my base. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be love people, love the call, make it hard for people to go to hell. And, and I look at that because, like, I look at families, and the deception is so real to them. It feels, it's like, well, wait a second, isn't that the truth? No. Right. It's not the truth. It seems like it. Yeah, but what the word is, it, the word's the only truth we have. Everything else, the, Jesus went so far as to say, everyone else is a liar. The word of God's the truth. And we, I look at it, it's like, okay, if, if I'm not based and in two or three or four witnesses, I mean, the Dake's Bible, I mean, that, if you ask me, you say, look, I want to I study the word love. I'd say, man, just buy a Dake's and spend 30 or 45 minutes a day just thumbing through. If you thumb through the back 300 pages of the Dake's where all the notes are, it's, it's shocking. Right. And... And then you hear his story. I don't know if you know the background on I him. I actually don't. Uh-uh. He was he was accused, indicted, convicted, sentenced, and imprisoned for rape for like thirty five or thirty seven years or something. And then facts came out, and the victim recanted and said she lied, and they let him out. Well, all of these notes are thirty five or thirty seven years of him being incarcerated and studying the word. Seriously. Yeah, and so that, that that came out of him being locked up. Yes, isn't it crazy how that, the the Lord does that? See, so you look at it, and yeah. it's so it's detailed. Like Joseph. Yeah, yeah, it's so detailed. It's so it it it's amazing, and I I that's that's the story. I you, people can fact check it or whatever they do, and but I mean, there's 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 something in that that it's like, wait a second, God used something the enemy meant for bad and turned it into good. But He can do that. Yeah, that's that, that, that's you know I if you, and that's also one of those things going back. I I, I love Philippians, I, the the whole book, but Philippians four. I just it speaks so much to me about attitude. But that's also when you're going through a bad situation, you choose that attitude. God's going to bring it out, and He's going to make that 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 darkness look like a look like a shine golden brick. Right. If you're if you're willing to do it, uh, it's just get out of your self pity. And move forward and look to the Lord. Uh, right, he, he can move it. I guarantee he can. I, I've, that, I'll share this story with you one time. I, I have, people ask me all the time, like, how, how do you, how do you handle this? I, I, I would just, it drive me nuts. I was talking to a buddy yesterday, um, coming down the road, guy that lived with us, Christy and I, for almost six years, and um, he's went some struggles. He's doing good now, but he's went through some struggles. He's like, Mark, I just don't know. I don't know how you dealt with it. I don't. I, I saw you working 20, 21, 24-hour days all mm-hmm. the time. I don't want to do that. I, I don't think I could handle that. And he says, you're still doing it. And I said, you know what, Daniel, you remember when we lived in an apartment? And he's like, yeah, I lived with you. I was like, yeah, we lived in an apartment right behind Union Stadium at uh, you know, yeah. 61st, 71st, and Mingo. And the uh, I forget the name of the apartment. Anyways, but we, I loved it. I thought it was a nice, I, I came yeah. from a closet, right? That was a nice place. And a dorm room. That was a nice place I've, I lived. And uh, 
I remember one time I had been working for um, almost a year straight, a year straight, not a day off. I mean, and not a day off, not a Sunday off, not a Saturday off, not a Christmas, not a single day off. I was doing it, my answer to the phones. It was cold. I came home and I'm taking a shower and we're behind on 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 bills. I mean, we were struggling, struggling. And uh, my chest was about ready to explode, Bill. I mean, I was about ready to absolutely, I thought I was going to die. And I fell down in my bathtub and I was curled up like a little baby. And just a year earlier, I was a, a collegiate wrestler. And I, I, I could not control myself. I couldn't even holler for help. I, I, I thought I was going to, I literally thought I was going to die. And I was letting all this pressure come in on me. And I don't use the word stress. I use pressure now. Mm-hmm. Because stress is something that we get to name and get to choose that we're, that's, we're choosing an attitude saying we're stressed out. I had all this, but at that time I had all this pressure coming in on me. And I was taking care of my parents. My dad was real sick. I was, I was, uh, my dad told me, you know, when he got real sick, he said, Mark, I'm sorry I raised you until you're 18. You got to raise me the rest of your life. I took that to heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm, I, I, I literally can't breathe. And just the Lord just came over. I'd only been saved at uh, this time, probably, I don't know, probably nine, 10 months. Um, I got saved when I was 20 years old. And uh, I, I was now I was raised in church my whole life, but I yeah. just chose not to give my heart to the Lord. But I, 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 and the Lord just came to me and He says, "Why, why are you letting this get to you? Do you not believe my word? The word says I'm going to take care of you. I mean, I love you. I'm going to take care of you. It says it all through the word how I'm going to take care of you. Why are you letting this? And then, and and then it just and I'm I, I'm paraphrasing in my mind what came to my mind. It's not actual. I mean, it's in scripture, but it's not in, you know in this context. But it's where the Lord was talking about, you know, clothing the birds of the sky and feeding them. And how much more do I love you? Uh, you don't worry about this stuff. I'll tell you from that day forward, I don't worry. I, I don't stress. I put it because I know, as I said at the beginning of the show, I put it where the Lord wants me to be. And I put my faith in that, knowing that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I don't, I can handle it. I can handle it. I guarantee you I can handle it. What my call is is just don't give up. When I used to fight professionally, my walkout song was, you're going through hell, keep on walking. Yeah. Might get out before the devil even knows you're there. That's that's life yeah. to some degree. You have great days, but man, the minute you give up, darkness will just come over you and just take you and take you down a dark road that you may not be able to recover from for years. Senator, there's not anybody that's done anything noble or great that hasn't gone through at least a moment of that. Absolutely. I, gu- I guarantee you. <clears throat> I mean, I I think about it. My That moment for me was a season because I got stuck in that moment. And it was like I'm living my life with an anvil on my chest. Oh. And I thought, this is, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't have the education. I don't have the background. I don't have the experience. I don't, I don't, I don't. And... It's not like I never, I've never thought I can't, but I look at it. I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking for the right tool and I'm, I'm hammering with a monkey wrench, you know, and, and you could, you could do that a little bit, but man, you, you get left behind when you do that for a long period of time. And then I, I had a guy that was on the verge of divorce, had gone through bankruptcy, had millions of dollars and lost it all that came and started volunteering in our office. And he came into my office one day and he said, man, the Lord woke me up this morning and gave me a word for you. And he gave me this word. Here's this guy that I'm kind of pitying and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to give you a place to land because right. you're, 
He's like a shipwreck. And he walks out of his shipwreck, sits in my office and says, and gives me the encouragement I need. I'm telling you, I walked out to the staff and something broke in me. And I've, I've never, I've never experienced that again. Wow. And so, I mean, people going through that people, I'm telling you guys, and I, I think about guys, listen, listen to this podcast, but guys that are, that, that are success, that, man, you go through those, man, go back to that season and realize God delivered me from this, right? Man, I'm walking at a higher plane now. And God showed, has shown me so much that I've made doctrine now. It's like, okay, these are absolutes in my life. I live at a higher plane, A, than the devil wants me to live at, B, that the world wants me to live at. I'm going to live in God's plane. And, and that, that's where the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it a robbery to be at the level of God, that we walk at that level. And the, the Bible says the highway of holiness where sin can't travel on it. And so, man, the evil, the whole deal, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, and, you know, I, hopefully people get a glimpse inside your world, get a glimpse inside your life. Get, you know, I mean that the man that you are, because that's the politician you are, the measure of man you are is that is the, poli- and, you know, I just, I believe God that, that the compromise, because that's just going to, it doesn't start as compromise. It starts as deception. And it's like, that's eh, not that big a deal. Or I'll, I'll just, I, I, I'll, I'll concede this, this issue and I'll get to, and that's, it, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to, I was talking to a guy that, that was about abortion. I'll just tell you. And, um, and he, the, he said, you know, the right to life, I believe it. He said, but it's not that simple. And I said, what if it is that simple? And it, it hit me. I said, okay, here's, what if we look at it like this? What's the end of life? Right. And he said, well, it's when the heart stops beating. I said, okay. So if that's the end of life, the beginning of life should be what? When the heart starts beating. And he, that's what he said. And I, he said, well, when is that? I said, well, I think science can tell us that. But I thought, what if I'm a, I'm a conception guy. Okay. But what if the law was, and I think states are adopting these laws. What if it's, it starts when, when there's a heartbeat, it ends when there's not a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And that would probably, for the most part, bankrupt abortion. You know, the the business and industry of it. And I know it's more than that. I'm not talking about the, I'm not even talking about the, the, the emotional side of it and the, that man, people are cornered or in a pickle and it's just, you know, I'm just saying that's just a matter of a few weeks. Right. You know, we, we, as, as you know, we have six kids and three, as I say, three came natural and three we chose. Yeah. And, uh, and I honestly think the Lord for the, the biological birth mothers of the three that we chose because they gave me an opportunity to love them and be blessed by them. Because people say all the time, oh, you're going to be such, I bet you're such a blessing to those kids. That's bull. And those kids are such a blessing to us, right. to Christy and I. Uh, they gave me an opportunity for my heart to grow bigger than what I ever thought it would ever be. And and I, 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 I'm glad that those individuals didn't choose to abort the baby. Because Christy and I tried for seven years to have kids, seven years. And um, I, I, on Christmas Day, 
Christmas Day, Christy gave me a gift of a uh, of a of positive pregnancy test. And man, so you started loving Christmas. Yeah, no, that was a good Christmas <laughs> gift. Um, went on, uh, went to the doctor, uh, heard the heartbeat for the first time. That wasn't a fetus. That wasn't something. That was my child. Yeah, and I mean my child. I was. I. I. I until then, I didn't cry. Like I wasn't an emotional person at all. Like you couldn't make me cry. I heard that heartbeat. Something welled up in my face, and I haven't stopped the tears since then. I talk about my kids and my family. Yeah, man, I get a, I get, I, I get joyful tears. Um, but we also lost that child, and uh, that was hard. That was a hundred percent a death to Christy and I. Yeah, it was harder on Christy because her her body went through changes. My body didn't. But that was tough. And so when people talk to me about why you're so passionate about it, it's because, man, I live both sides of that coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one's going to convince me that that's not a child. Right. My goal is to save every one of the children. 100%. And because someone has an opportunity to be blessed by those children. Someone does. Yeah, and to me, it's not a political issue. No, absolutely not. It's not politics. It's not. Politics it's, has no place in this. None. No place whatsoever. When when politics comes into these arenas. It messes it all up. Oh, it gets convoluted and 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 very things, divisive. <laughs> and things that don't factor into the equation begin to factor in. So now the equation doesn't work. And you know, I think that we've just gotta, you know, honestly, the the idea is, man, choose this day what you're gonna believe. Therefore, who you're going to serve, and I think that's the, and, and I, I I take that I the the whole literal aspect of the word where it's like choose this day who you're going to serve. I got to do it every day, hmm. and I'm serving the kingdom. I I serve. I'm an ambassador for Christ, so I represent, and I've got to. That's a whole different level. My life's not my own anymore, right? And um, there's sometimes it's like, man, this is like a ride. Man, hang on. But then, then there's other times where it's like, wait a second, I control the throttle, I control the brake, I get to choose if I'm going to play defense or offense. And let me tell you, I think it's a lot easier to play defense than it is offense spiritually and in politics in your life, where you where you're playing not to lose and you're you're playing to to get by. And it, and like to me, and I'm yeah, I, I'm open to correction on this. That's not what America is. America is look, we're going to be on the offensive. We're going to be a, a superpower. We're going to be a, a giving nation. We are going to be the country that the world can count on. Right. We're going to we're going to help everybody we can. Well, but it and and then but then politics skews that. You know, um, it can uh, because we get um, we we make decisions sometimes on one issue. We don't take the whole consideration of, of, of what we're looking at. People are emotional. And it's like why people leave church. Right. I saw this saying the other day is that people leave church the first time they get offended, but yet they keep going back to McDonald's when they continue to screw up your order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Chick-fil-A. I mean, you're not willing to quit McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, but you're willing to walk away from a church because you, you got offended because you, you, we make decisions a lot of times personally on single issues. Uh, and and it, it, it can be it, it can be polarizing at that point because once you get there you can't get your you can't get off of it you, you just and I, and you you don't have that opportunity because there is nothing perfect 
There's nothing, I mean, inside this world, there's nothing perfect in the world. Neither is there anything perfect in politics. The Constitution wasn't even perfect. That's why it's been amended multiple times. Yeah. There isn't, there is no, there's no such thing as perfection in, in the church. There's not even perfection in the church. You strive to be perfect, but you're going to make mistakes because the church is a being like itself. It's got a, it, it's, it, it's, it in itself can mess up, um, and the people in it. It's only as good as the body that's operating inside the church. And the same thing with politics, too. Politics is always moving, and there's no such thing as a perfect situation. There's no such thing as a perfect bill, but you got to take what's in front of you, right. and you got to take it in the context of everything, not singular. And when you take things in singular, you open yourself up to be offended. And that's the world we're walking into right now is that people are taking things as singular, yeah. and they're constantly being offended. I would hate to walk around that way. I don't want to be offended every time. Well, you know, the Bible says, remove the scoffer and strife cease. The word scoffer comes from two words that are to analyze and finalize. If you'd have finalized your life living in a closet as a bedroom, mm-hmm. if you'd have finalized your life living in that apartment with all the pressure and your dad going through what he's going through, and if you I think about that, if I'd have finalized, man— there's been so many times I could have been finalized, but then you take another step and now the world's different. You got a different perspective. You got a different view, but, and for your standpoint, like what I, I, I'm, I'm not shocked and I'm not amazed, but it's a bit surprising. The maturity just because you're, I, I don't know how long you've been in the Senate. You're in the house for years and now you're in the Senate. So you've been in it for years, but, but still the maturity where it's like, it, it, it's, well, let's not finalize this, man. Let's let, let's sit down and let's listen. And let's, because I think a lot of times I I'll get up and I'll say something in public on the internet in front of a crowd of people. And it's the first time I ever said it. And it sounds different than what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Sometimes I have great ideas. And I'll, the exit I'll be like, like an idiot. okay, that sounded a little different. than. <laughs> but but the point is, right. is that when we look at that, and people will laugh when I say that, okay? And so, which is what we probably ought to do. And But I appreciate the maturity that the the man of God you are in how you represent your 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 life, your marriage, your your family, your home, your your, your business, your, and, and then your the state of Oklahoma. I'm, you know, when I think about it, I think, you know, it's a home. Uh, I kind of like Oklahoma being kind of a well-kept secret. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's a place that people ask me, why did, why'd you, why'd you start the church in Tulsa? Why Tulsa? Like they'd, they'd say that shouldn't it be in, you know, uh, another, another area or a, a less church populated area. And I said, it was real simple. I didn't move to Tulsa to start a church. This is where we wanted to raise our kids. Mm-hmm. And it still is. And it's gone through a lot of changes. Oklahoma has, but men like you in places of authority where, you know, the gravity of the authority you walk in, and you're a man under authority with God is pivotal, and I'm appreciative. Thank you. It's an honor. It Very really is. appreciative. I, as I said, it's humbling, but it's a it's a true honor. Anybody that asked me that I get to go to the nation's capital and work when I was when I was 25, I would have I would have laughed at you. Um, but 
I, I appreciate the Lord putting the trust in me. And, and then the people of Oklahoma saying, hey, I'll give you this opportunity. It's in its mind to, to mess up or to succeed, and I choose to succeed with it. Well, and I think you have an understanding of the gravity. You have uh, the vulnerability. The I mean, I mean just, just the basics. And you're a, like we, we could talk about integrity, but what does that mean? That means loyalty. That means humility. That means honor. And, and honor's principle for me is that the honor that respect is earned, honor's given. Hmm. I'm going to, you're, you're given honor because you're an honorable man. And that, I mean, you're going to, you're, you're going somewhere from here and then you're going somewhere and you're in front of people that really don't deserve all the time you're giving them because of the demands on you, but you're given that time because of the honor you walk in. And I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'm thankful for you. I appreciate your, your leadership in your church too. It was, um, my wife never thought she wanted to go to. We call it a big church. We came. We've lived yeah, in small country churches, right? Your church is huge, um, and our kids love it. It's something for all of us, and it's a vision. And you draw that vision every single time you get up and speak. And and you know, even when you have guest pastors, it speaks. And I'll just I'll say this, and I'll, I'll quit talking. A lot of times in small churches, when they're a guest speaker, there half the congregation is gone. Yeah. When you have a guest speaker. I don't notice anybody missing. Right, it's the same crowd uh, because they trust your leadership on who you're going to put up there so much that they're bringing a word, and you know what you're looking for, and you know what type of person you're wanting to put on stage. And it's just every single week, it's, I take away something from that, uh, and because I need my battery charged too. Right. I just hope there's places you go to get your battery charged. Well, and yeah, but this is charging mine. I all I want, like I, our music. Mm-hmm. I get that there's a science of worship. There's all the, you know, there's seminars. There's all these guys that are and and I great, but there's there's one thing that I that I put on our music people, lift the room, man. Just sing they bring the, it every week. Sing the word and lift the room, right. and they do. I know people are coming in, beaten up, whether they know it or not. Like I didn't, like it, you know, it's almost like as an athlete, people say, man, you better take care of yourself or you're going to regret it when you get older. And then you get older and you're like, I kind of, I, I get it, <laughs> what they were saying. <laughs> but that's how people are in life. It's right. just, they don't realize that it's that drip that just keeps dripping. And then that, it's like a, a water torture. And, and they're living through that and not even realizing the effect where they come in and it's like, wait a second, my eyes are open. And that's that's what I care about. I care to to, to to be a light so people can leave as light. And so all the mutual ad- admiration, thank you stuff. Thank you so much for thanks you thank you for being on the podcast. Um, thank you for for watching it. Thank you for I guess commenting on it. Um, whatever you do, but <laughs> so positive. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>